0: From the Florida Bar Studios in Tallahassee, this is Florida Bar News Briefs. I'm your host, Mark Killian. Rosalind Saya Baker Barnes of West Palm Beach, a veteran Board of Governors member and a shareholder at Circe Denny, has become president-elect designate of the Florida Bar after being elected without opposition. Roanne Batar has more.
1: Baker Barnes, a board-certified civil trial lawyer, says she is proud to serve her fellow bar members and deeply appreciates the support of her friends and colleagues. Baker Barnes has a 20-year history of involvement in voluntary bars statewide and community organizations and is a longtime mentor to lawyers and law students. When qualifying for bar races ended Friday, 22 lawyers were elected to the Board of Governors without opposition. One contested election is to fill a 17th Circuit vacancy. John Pollenberg and Allison F. Smith, both of Fort Lauderdale, will vie for seat one in the 17th Circuit. In the 13th Circuit, incumbent Paige Greenlee is being challenged by Michael Tretelange for seat four. Both Greenlee and Tretelange are from Tampa.
0: The Florida Chamber of Commerce is urging consumers to give sweeping civil litigation reforms more time to lower insurance premiums. Meanwhile, the chamber is vowing to defend them. Jim Ash has the story.
2: Lieutenant Governor Jeanette Nunez, CFO Jimmy Petronas, and Insurance Commissioner Mike Jaworski were keynote speakers at the chamber's annual insurance summit in Central Florida last week. Florida Chamber President Mark Wilson kicked off the two-day event by reminding the audience that the industry no longer ranks Florida as a, quote, judicial hellhole. Wilson acknowledged that property insurance premiums are three times the national average, but he said there are signs the market is improving. Six new insurance companies are writing policies in Florida, and state-run citizens is shrinking. Meanwhile, Wilson said the chamber has assembled a legal team to defend the legislation. Nunez thanked the industry for what she said was a Herculean effort to enact so-called tort reform. She said Governor Ron DeSantis is fully committed to the effort. His $114.4 billion focus on Florida's future budget calls for a one-year moratorium on insurance taxes, a move she claimed would save consumers $409 million and reduce average premiums by 6%. The reforms eliminated one-way attorney fees that benefited plaintiffs in insurance disputes. Other changes moved Florida from a pure to a modified comparative negligence standard and permitted civil juries to apportion blame to criminal defendants in negligent security claims.
0: A bill making its way through the Florida legislature again this year would require Floridians arrested for drunk driving who refuse a breathalyzer to install a similar device in their cars. Alexander Glorioso has more.
3: That's right, Mark. The identical measures, Senate Bill 260 and House Bill 39, cleared their first committee stop in the Senate Committee on Transportation last week unanimously. But among the concerns raised by lawmakers included the fact that the Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles said the legislation could cost more than a million dollars a year to implement. The money would go to hiring eight new administrative hearing officers to deal with an anticipated increase in drivers contesting their suspensions now that they'll have to pay to have an individual breathalyzer installed in their car, an instrument known as the ignition interlock device. Under current law, a person who refuses a breathalyzer after being arrested for a DUI automatically has their license suspended through the administrative process, which is separate from a court case where they may or may not be convicted for driving under the influence. This bill would add the ignition interlock device to that suspension, the cost of which would fall on the driver. According to a state senate staff analysis, these devices cost between $70 and $170 to install, and between $50 and $120 a month to lease from the company. Jonathan Weber, the policy director for the Southern Poverty Law Center Action Fund, said these costs could be, quote, overwhelming to low-income Floridians. He said by requiring people to choose between basic living expenses, such as rent, food, medicine, or necessities for their children, the bill sets people up for failure. Weber recommended lawmakers include in the bill a program to assist low-income families with the cost, like state legislators have done for a similar
0: law in Tennessee. A Senate panel has agreed to expand exceptions to grand jury secrecy after victims accused a former prosecutor of mishandling a 2006 case against Jeffrey Epstein. Tell us about it, Jim.
2: Senate Judiciary voted 8-0 last week to approve SB 234 by Democratic Senator Tina Polsky, a Boca Raton lawyer. Republican Senator Jonathan Martin, a Fort Myers attorney, is a co-sponsor. Polsky stressed that the exceptions to grand jury secrecy are narrowly crafted. She said neither state law nor court rules allow the public to determine if a prosecutor, quote, presented all relevant information to a grand jury. The bill would expand a furthering of justice exception to include furthering of public interest. However, the subject of the grand jury inquiry would have to be deceased, and the inquiry would have to be related to the subject's sexual activity with a minor, and the testimony would have to be previously disclosed by a court order. Epstein, a hedge fund billionaire, died in a New York prison cell in 2019. He was facing a 45-year sentence on federal trafficking and conspiracy charges. Prosecutors contend he sexually abused dozens of underage girls in New York and Florida. Epstein was investigated by the Palm Beach police in 2006 for allegedly sexually abusing five girls under the age of 16 at his Palm Beach mansion. Then-State Attorney Barry Krischer presented the case to a grand jury that returned a charge of soliciting a prostitute. The Palm Beach Post eventually sued to obtain grand jury records, but the trial court determined that it did not have the authority to release them. The 4th DCA reversed and remanded for further proceedings. It instructed the lower court to conduct an in-camera review and determine whether releasing the material would further justice. The court has yet to release the material. For
0: more on these and other stories of interest to the profession, visit floridabar.org slash news. Florida Bar News Briefs this is the production of the Journal and News Department. For Jim Ash, Rowan Bittar, Alexandra Glorioso, and our producer Jonathan Siegel behind the glass, I'm Mark Killian. <laughs>